Happy New Year, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome in. This is Slow Your Roll. I am Dominic Lorenzano, local broadcaster, along with writer for the Yaki Way Report, Jesse Caulfield, ringing in the new year with this episode of Slow Your Roll. Jesse, it's good to be back. Took a week off. Yeah. Kind of felt weird. Usually yeah. we're, we're ready with all sorts of stuff week by week. You get into more rhythm and stuff with this. but uh, It was that... Um interdimensional period in between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. So not nothing really happens in that time. Yeah. yeah that's not real life. Yeah. That and is. if anything does happen, like it's like Vegas. Like it stays <laughs> in, in, Vegas. The, in those uh sick that's in that day, weird that not real period. time of, of yeah, no, I, I get what you mean. It does feel like a weird time. Some yeah. some professions have days off and others don't, but like it's still enough people have days off that it's like it feels like a vast majority of people have a bunch of, like it's a weird time. Yeah. So, like, the fake important people have the day off. Mm-hmm. The real important people don't. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. blue collar. Yes. They work. Yes. But, like, the white collars, <laughs> they don't work. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, anyway, since we had a whole week off, we got we got a lot to cover today. I mean, we could even go into some playoff talk that we didn't even actually have listed on the schedule right now. Just things naturally go down those roads. But we're talking Derek Carr getting benched by the Raiders, leaving the team. Denver finally firing Nathaniel Hackett, the Winter Classic. Uh, Green Bay, back from the dead. Some great college football over the weekend, some of the big bowl games, and the playoff. And, yeah, you know, and with that, you know, obviously, we'll we'll touch on what happened Monday night. Uh, It's kind of, there's not a ton to say yet, because we don't have the final reports. Um, But, yeah, but with that, Jesse... Get us started. Take it away. You're gonna you're gonna take some shots at uh, yeah. some other sports talk people. Yeah, <laughs> and like it's not personal. No, I guess. Cause, I mean, I don't know any of these people, Wes. Yeah. But you know, I've I've listened to many of them for years. You know, I've gotten older. Like you know, car radio is advanced. Mm-hmm. I'm younger. I don't listen to radio much anymore. But every once in a while, I still like put these guys on. Mm-hmm. Um, and more and more, they've just annoyed me and for like mostly one thing specifically they are they do just make money complaining mm-hmm. and i get it like in this business some of the biggest names are the biggest whiners and bitches mm-hmm. so but 98.5 just has a a plethora of guys that i i, I they have a group think going on mm-hmm. they love to pat each other on the back with the same idea one specific idea they just hate 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 with a burning passion Bill Belichick. And I know there's a lot of Patriots fans. Dom's sitting over there as one of them who are upset with Bill. And I don't like his coaching decisions either. I really don't. But there's a difference with me, I feel, is that, you know, I guess maybe it's because I didn't grow up with a losing Patriots team. You know, I saw 20 years of Tom Brady kicking ass and I'm 27, just turned 27 pretty recently. So what do I know of the... The years and years of trash. Mm-hmm. So, but I, so, with, so this is another reason why I actually think Bill Belichick should be praised mm-hmm. is he brought this team into, from mediocrity to literally one of the most uh, expensive teams. Mm-hmm. Like it's like $5 billion now. Yeah. Like incredible. Uh, and I know a lot of that's craft. Uh, but Bill, and I know they're mad at him for letting Tom Brady walk. And he was the guy. Look at them. They suck he, uh, without Tom. It was all Tom. 
Nah, Bill found Tom. <laughs> one, and it's just this disrespect mm-hmm. of the name of Bill Belichick that I won't take. So I saw nothing but greatness, and now that they suck, I watch the Pats, but it doesn't bother me quite as much as these old men. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just. Bill could literally, so he hired Matt Patricia, hated it. I hate the move. We all do. It's dumb. He's hiring his friends. He could have hired Matt Patricia to play tight end. I still will not say Bill Belichick's just trash. We hate him. He's just playing for the record, which I don't believe. I'm sure Bill wants it, but he's still going to keep playing. I, I, I believe that. And, like, you know, this is on video, so call me out if if not. But this this just utter nonsense there's never really i mean other than the coaching i'll give them the coaching but they also went they are such flip-floppers because they were winning from oh look at this mac jones we love this mac jones kid uh just coming out of camp like oh my god everyone loves him like everyone is praising his name and now they didn't quite hail him as the next tom brady a lot of patriots fans did and the patriots fans deserve to get a little trash for that we did it as well here Mm -hmm. um but now to just do the complete opposite. It's like, why would they ever make this pick? Such a trash play. You're never going to go anywhere. You're never going to win anything with Mac Jones. It's, it's pathetic. They did this. I'm going to change sports for a second. They did this with the Celtics. I called them out in the show before. Of Before they got to the playoffs last year, the Celtics, and made that big run. It's like, oh, you need to tank to the end of the season. You need to get a different seed. You cannot play the Nets. You cannot play the Nets. They said this for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. You cannot play the Nets. You're going to get get stomped. I don't care that they're like the seventh seed or whatever that ended up being. I mean, I know the games were close. Sweep. And then after, it's like, this is why. This is why you play every game. This is why you play hard every game. This is why every... And I'm like, are you serious? Now again... Don't listen to every show. Maybe that was the joke. But the way you were talking certainly didn't sound like it to me. Maybe I'm just a dumb, stupid-ass millennial. I don't get it. Whatever. Whatever. Um, sorry, uh, Felger. But uh, then they did it with the, the Bruins. Like, you got a tank. Literally, while they were saying what a good job the Celtics did, they also, they went to the Bruins got a tank. Don't tank. But then, like, they actually kind of vindicated themselves. Like, this is why you shouldn't have played Hurricane. Shut up. Uh, but now, like... With back to the Patriots, so there's been a recent rumor. Mm-hmm. Bill O'Brien, mm-hmm. he's going to come back. Mm-hmm. He wants to come back. Now, I've seen Ian Rappaport. I've actually read up on some of this. They actually have, I feel, real sources on this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Halloween sometime, I think. I don't remember who it was on um, 98.5. They just said, oh, Bill's so stupid. Uh, for hiring, like you know, Matt, uh, Bill O'Brien's just itching to come back to the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was asked in the off season. Mm-hmm. He said, "No, I'm good." But now, I mean, here's the thing. Again, I believe Ian Rappaport. I've seen um, Scheffner, but they had they just said, "Come on!" Like he's got to be right. Mm-hmm. That was that was their take. He's got to be like, and I get it. Maybe it was a slow day of news, whatever. But that's that's one of the reasons you trash Bill on because like there's got to be other coaching options. Listen, I know there was. But Bill hired his friends. No reason to truly hate the man. Uh, Ted Johnson. This was around Thanksgiving time. I was listening. This was, I think it was Zolak and Bertrand, but they were both off. It was around Thanksgiving time. And the other thing, I like Ted Johnson, like Patriot. Um, never really had a problem with any of his Patriot takes. But then he suddenly he came on and he said, like, this team suddenly with Bill Belichick, 
they get people get fired for losing to the Patriots. And he said Frank Reich was his example. And I thought that was pretty trash because I, uh, several teams, like Patriots made the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. Several teams lost. Several teams got tra- uh, trounced by the Patriots. And that, uh, I mean, other than uh, Urban Meyer, mm-hmm. I don't remember anyone really getting fired. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm pretty sure Urban Meyer was gone at that point. Mm-hmm. It was the end of the season. I'm not 100% sure. He might have been gone by that point. But even if he wasn't, it had nothing to do with Patriots. Because mm-hmm. he might have been there. Anyway, so... The, with Frank Reich, like, we knew he was on his way out. Yeah. And, like, yeah, it was a bad game, and that was probably, like, all right, that was a terrible game. But, like, we felt on this show, I mean, you kind of did more, like, he was maybe even sabotage. Oh, yeah. With uh, Sam Ellinger. Yeah. <laughs> like. So, I I get it. I miss Brady, too. <laughs> He's tough. Brady's a little sensitive, I guess. Didn't like it anymore. I miss Tom, but did did Brady not bring, or excuse me, did Bill not bring six championships here too? Hmm. He did, and without Bill, give me the same roster the entire time mm-hmm. with the Patriots. Just take out Bill, one, two, Super Bowls. I don't even. I don't even think two. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah. So, definitely not an undefeated season. No. Get out of here. So, I I just, I don't get it. He still clearly got it with coaching. Mm-hmm. I get it. The draft hasn't quite been there the last couple seasons. I mean, I think people like, I mean, Duggar was totally his. Mm-hmm. Looking great. Uh, I like Cole Strange. Mm-hmm. He's doing pretty good. He's not, he's not the first round great hit, but that was Bill's guy. It's doing okay. Um uh, his cornerbacks, and we know Bill can pick cornerbacks. His, yeah. Marcus and was it Jack Jones? I think was the yeah. other one he picked this year. Um, Jack, no, John. Excuse me, Jonathan Jones. Yeah. It's too many Joneses, man. Too uh-huh. many Joneses. We need to get Chandler Jones back here. Another great Bill pick, by the way. Remember that high tower class? Uh, great. So, I feel like he's built a pretty good squad here. You know, the offense lacks little explosive explosiveness. But I think it's just the coaching. He can't, he wants to be, uh, what's the word, nepotism with mm-hmm. his sons. I don't know. They, they seem to have gotten, they got some camaraderie there. They've mm-hmm. gotten better this year. You know, maybe Bill's just got his hands on everything. I don't know. But the disrespect, mm-hmm. and I, I've never really heard a good reason why, other than the coaching, but that's so, well, bro, anyone can point that out. Side. Everyone can point that out. Yeah. Um, you're too hard on Mac. Get off his back. Sorry. Mm. I had to. But I just, I can't take the disrespect. It's just to truly, I mean, I know Felg, Felg uh, here, is truly a, a Green Bay Packers fan. I know that. Yeah. I know that. But, like, to to just, to sit here and just complain each and every day, we're in eight, we're in eight and eight team. We should be a lot better if the offense was just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So to say Bill's just totally lost it. It ain't got we're we're not Denver. We're a piece here. We're a couple offensive pieces here. Maybe it's the quarterback. If it is, that's still one piece. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I still think he can build a roster. The coaching staff, other than on the offensive side, is pretty good. Mm. But like that's fixable by one man. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be Bill O'Brien. Mm-hmm. But like any decent co- um, coordinator, 
Hmm. So I don't I don't get it. Um, so I, I get your point. And here's the best way I'd say it. I am critical of Bill. I was extremely critical of Bill coming into the season. Where I agree with you is 98-5 talking like the sky is falling. We're not the Denver Broncos. We don't have three or four wins. We are about an average NFL team. Yeah. That's not, it's not hopeless. Well, We're not awful. Hey, when like, you are like 500. <laughs> yeah. You're pretty. Like how many fan bases would take that? Oh, Texans. <laughs> the Texans. Uh, Jaguars are loving it right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Denver this year would take it considering how bad it's been. But I mean, the Browns four or five years ago, if you told them that they were going to hover around 500 for a season, they'd be like, oh, God, yes. I'll take that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Like, like. Let's calm down on the on the the sky is falling. He's trash. No, like we you said, he's still got the coaching prowess. Yes, but and he has lost the big picture part of it now because the game has changed so much, and he deserves every bit of criticism and and vitriol for this offense. Mm. Oh, because there's not a single person who thought that Matt Patricia was a competent hire at all at offensive coordinator. No, well, Tanner was arrogant. I will he was hired and Bill wouldn't say what who, he was. Who, yes, that's true. And it was which is also I, I I'm going to give Bill another demerit there. Like <laughs> that doesn't help your offense, that doesn't help your young quarterback. Yeah. Um it does it doesn't help any there. The offense that has been anemic for yep. years at this point. Bill is still very Bill is very out of touch and it's a problem. And I could see I could see Bill not coaching this team next year. Not because he was straight up fired. Bro, they'd have a party at 98.5. Not because he was straight up fired because he's not that bad, but I could see him and his stubbornness. Kraft goes to him. I mean, Kraft's a businessman. Not only is this team not that good, they are a tough watch. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I watch their games because I'm a Pats fan, but they're, no, no, Jesse, they're a tough watch. I, I get no. The offense is yes. I if you're a football fan watching that defense, not oh. uh, not against running quarterbacks. Yeah. I, I even like bro any quarterback that can just move out of the pocket. Sometimes it's like, <laughs> I know. Damn it. No, I know. But I could see. Kraft going to him and trying to force him to make a change and Bill not wanting to and then just going, oh, I'm done. I mean, Bill's got to tell me how to do my job. Bill's got to know the offensive coordinator has to change. I, I, I hope so. He's got I, Bill. I I mean, you know, this is this is a man who's in the zone for 20 years. He's won six championships. He has been called the greatest coach of all time, even by 98.5 for 15 to 20 years at this point. Mm hmm. I get some arrogance, mm -hmm. but that is, you know, he's got too much pride. He's mm -hmm. got like, yeah, you know, that that was my call. Don't you can't say it's wrong, but like also to say like he can't defend himself, which ninety eight point five does. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. No, I get you, but I mean, he does deserve a lot for this because the Pats are twenty sixth in total offense, thirtieth in passing touchdowns, and twenty seventh in third down percentage. I mean, that is awful. That is a bottom tier. NFL oh, offense. No, 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 it is. They are dreadful. And we've known... And you did it hiring someone who is a defensive coordinator, a failed head coach, and from no angle could you possibly say made a bit of sense at all. Sure. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, it is 
It is in a vacuum one of the worst moves and decisions a coach has made. Just that just take that one single thing that I've seen, one of the most nonsensical decisions by a head coach. <sighs> Hiring Joe it's Judge pretty to bad. be a head coach. That was pretty dumb too. Um that was up there too. That that was a weird one. A lot of people didn't get that one. I get why they didn't get it. I thought it was a weird one. So but I get it. 98.5 goes too far. To say he's, as if as if like we should just fire him straight away after the year, and we're the Houston Texans or the Arizona Cardinals right now. Like let's let's slow your let's slow our roll here. Hey, like, that's that's you got to calm down. And it, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's also the group thing that goes on in there. Oh, I no, hundred percent. I think that's that's part of the reason why they've gotten there mm-hmm. is because no one is at some point like, well, I mean, Bill did do this. Like, yeah, you know, Duggar was a good pick. Yeah, uh, Marcus Strange, Jones is awesome. Strange isn't that bad of a pick. Like, yeah. not not quite the number one, but like you, you're basing it off a of video. Like, oh my god, Sean McVay laughed at that pick. All right, Sean McVay. <laughs> the only way Sean McVay knows how to build a team is trading all his picks for the biggest stars on other teams. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, how's McVay's season going? Yeah, because bet he'd love to be eight and eight. <laughs> I bet he would. Um, Anyway, I think we're good here. We'll move on to rapid-fire news. I'm just going to go over just some football stuff real quick. It's probably going to be most of the news. So, the Green Bay Packers took down the Minnesota Vikings 41-17. to The Vikings are a just baffling team. Yeah. Now, I do get that they don't have a ton to play for at this point because their seeding is probably not going to change much, and they've locked up the uh, division for a while. With the Eagles tripping over themselves. Yeah. They, they could have they jumped on that. But still... Do you, this do you, is worrying. <laughs> who do you think is a better team at this point? Uh, the, pa- the Packers. I couldn't even get it out. Uh, yeah, no, no. I think at this point, the Packers are a better team. Because, like, you know, I know they just lost to the Packers. This, but, like, all the Packers had everything to play for we'll, there. Listen, we'll, They've been thinking. We're, right, we're going to talk about Green Bay. Yeah. You're going to start that one, but I have a lot to say as, as okay. well. Because they have figured out their formula. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why it took so damn long. Yeah, it yeah. shouldn't have, but. They figured it out. So Green Bay, five straight wins, back from the dead. They will play Detroit on Sunday, and I believe that game decides who gets the last seed. I'm pretty sure it does. I think both teams control their destiny, whoever wins that game. Uh, yes. I'm pretty sure it's in Lambeau. Well, I think Seattle and their last game plays a role because Seattle's in that seventh right now. Oh, maybe Detroit needs help. I th- well, they whoever wins that game needs Seattle to lose. I think that's what it is. No way. Look it up. Look it up. I thought I thought the Packers at this point controlled their own destiny. Um, oh, maybe they do. I well, think the, uh, wait, wait, wait. I, that's why I said I think I the, think, I think have... the Packers do. Detroit doesn't. So I think. All right. You know what? Give me two seconds. No, you are. Anyway, <laughs> so we talked about the Eagles. They've now lost two straight. Niners are back from them. Just one game for the number one seed as the Saints took them down twenty to ten. We'll talk about Philly. They got they got a lot of things to worry about coming into this. Uh, the yeah. San Francisco 49ers took down the Raiders 37-34. to Niners won back of the number one seed. This game was a bit surprising. I didn't expect it to go down like that. I do think San Francisco came into this game super lackadaisical. Um, I thought it was a coming out party for Brock Purdy, though, because his team didn't actually play that well, and they needed Brock to overcome the team a little bit, especially the defensive side. you had a good game. And, and he was. What? Ayuk had a good game. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you put him on your bench? Yep. Ah! <laughs> yep. Um, eh. Also, Dolphins. 
they lost to the Pats, as everybody knows. The Dolphins have lost five straight. They went from what looked like for sure a playoff team did we to not, now on the outside looking in. Did we not know they were going to lose this game? No, I knew they'd lose this game. I thought, I thought, did we not know that they'd fall off a cliff? I was going to be like, no, I didn't. I, I did not think they'd fall off a cliff as much as yeah. I'm a Tua hater. No, I mean, I thought like. Like, I didn't think they'd lose five straight. Yeah. Like. No, no, no. This uh, was unexpected. Yeah. I thought they were like. I right, was. They're, they're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. All that. I thought they'd be a one and done team in the playoffs. And I and I was saying Tua is beating up on a terrible Lions defense. He got the Bears. He, like, like he's doing this against garbage teams. And the minute they play anyone good, he's not that great. I still didn't expect this, though. Five straight losses. No. Um, no. Also, another team in free fall. The Jets lost to the Seahawks, I believe. What was it? 23 to 6 or 20 to 6? Uh, Something like that. I think that was another eye-opening one where the Jets, Mike White's probably not the answer either, though he is better than Wilson. you got to go look for something in the offseason. Jets, unfortunately, now four straight losses, and they were eliminated from the playoffs yesterday. All right. Yeah. Um, and some of the big college football bowl games that happened, uh, sixth-ranked Tennessee took down the Clemson Tigers, 31-14. to TCU. Number three seed taking down number two seed Michigan, and it was a bit of a shocker. I thought they'd play him tough. I've been telling everybody that, but it was a bit of a shocker. Won fifty-one to forty-five. Georgia and Ohio State. Ohio State giving Georgia a huge run for their money. Unfortunately, they lost in the end, um, despite the fact that they were up thirty-eight to twenty-four to start the fourth quarter. They lost forty-two forty-one to the Georgia Bulldogs, and the choke job of the week. Tulane beat USC. Tulane football. I don't know what that is. Exactly. It's in New Orleans. But Uh. nobody cares, usually. The Green Wave is what they're called. Okay. 46 to 45 over USC. USC led 45 to 30 with four and a half minutes to go in the game. Hmm. (laughs) And instead they gave up a touchdown, a safety, and Tulane came storming back. And the biggest win in Tulane's program history, taking down Caleb Williams, the Heisman Trophy winner, Lincoln Riley, and the USC Trojans. 46 to 45. That was a great game to watch. Hmm. It was so fun. I'm happy for you. <laughs> um, also, a good time. And some other news. Nathaniel, these ones seem so old, but we haven't done the show since. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett is finally out as head coach in Denver. I don't know why it took so long. I think we all kind of saw this f- a month and a half ago, but whatever. Because they were embarrassed. <sighs> Clearly. Like, oh, we got to stick with this guy. <laughs> well, you yeah, know, that's stupid. Maybe, but-, but what was more embarrassing? Th- that protracted out over a long period of time and then getting curb stomped by the Rams on national television? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. You will never know because we can't go back and change it. But if he was fired, say, week four or five, that would be so embarrassing. Oh, no, I'm not saying you, you do it that early, but by, by, by about week 14, we were like, no, this is I guess this is a one and done. And they left it too long to the point that Denver clearly gave up coming into that game. Ah. No, they did. Uh, well. That was maybe the worst effort they I've were, ever seen they were in probably gonna, game. They were probably going to let them go or let him ride out the season. Just be like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, like, they let Baker Mayfield do that. And they're like, all right, yeah, like, go away. Yeah, th- th- we can't do this. That was embarrassing. That was bad. Um, also, Derek Carr, 
benched for the final part of the season and then eventually stepping away from the team. We'll talk about that. But that was some big news over the week. And then finally, uh, DeMar Hamlin last night um, looked like he, in tackling T. Higgins, took a helmet to the chest. Uh, I was reading about it. Now I can't come up with the damn name. What is it? Comey. Oh, it's... Come uh All right, I'll look that up. Yeah. But anyway, it's it's something I've heard happen in baseball before. It's a, med- it's a Latin medical term. Yeah, it's something I've heard happen in baseball before where a sharp blow to the chest, to the heart at just the right spot, at just the right time of the electrical heartbeat that the heart is going, um, causes uh, a irregular heartbeat and a cardiac arrest. So it was an unprecedented medical emergency, and right now he is still in critical condition the amount of outpouring uh in the game on twitter from players and stuff like that uh, he seems like a good dude too. all his charities and stuff that he's done he started his own toy drive so uh you know thoughts and prayers with damar hamlin as he is still in critical condition right now in the hospital yeah and it was i don't know it was i mean everyone said it was such a routine play yeah and it's kind of shocking that this hasn't I guess come up before because I know it's like they said, oh, it's kind of a one in a million mm-hmm. hit, um, like just the right time and mm-hmm. with, when the heartbeat and stuff. But like, there's just so many hits, and it was so casual in football. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think, wow, like how is this? Well, not- I mean, the whole time I was thinking that it, it was a non-football injury. I just thought he had a medical emergency. Oh, the I, here's the thing. I'm still not 100% convinced he didn't have some kind of heart condition beforehand. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's. It could be. Because I remember, like, I don't know exactly what age, but mm. Teddy Bruschi played how many years before he finally had a stroke because of the hole in his heart? Mm, that's true. So, like, these things happen. Rich Peverly was an old man when he uh, went into cardiac rest on the bench for the mm. Dallas Stars. Mm. I think Joe Bowmeister Bo- mm-hmm. had that happen to him with the Blues a couple years ago. Mm. So, but he, they had heart conditions. Yeah. So. Uh, this guy was 24, though. That's, that's another thing. <laughs> like, he's, like. How has this not happened before unless he's got some something preconditioned, something maybe, was wrong? Maybe, but from what I've seen and read and what I knew about it because it's happened in baseball before, it is a pretty, like, freak occurrence. Listen, I've, I've been hit in the chest with a baseball and had the wind knocked out of me. Yes. But, like, my but, heart didn't stop. Yeah, but it didn't hit just the right point of your heart at just the right time. I, I guess. But, like, again, this, it, it, there's it's so not, many— It's not just the perfect spot. It has to do with— at a certain point in the heart's beat of rhythm. But there's so many hits in football, every play. And I know it's got to be in the chest. And it has to be hard enough to get through the padding and all that. We've played how many years of this sport? Yeah, no, I know. I know, I know. It's it's weird. Um, you know, actually, I do want to say, too, kind of thoughts and prayers with T. Higgins, too. Because I know rationally and logically, I'm sure he knows it's not his fault. But, like, that doesn't mean that it doesn't. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, that's got to be tough. Well, like, when you when mm-hmm. you saw, like, even, like, all his teammates on the field. Mm-hmm. Like, Josh Allen, like, had, like, mm-hmm. his, hand, his uh, head in his hands. Uh, Stephon Diggs was crying. So, like, they were all, like, like, oh, man, like, what's going on here? Well, no, I meant T. Higgins, though. No, I know, T. because Higgins he was, was specifically in the hit. But, like, they, yeah. were, they were probably all feeling mm-hmm. very scared, oh, yeah, guilt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. I'm sure they all do. Because like, mm-hmm. like, here's the thing. People feel guilt in those situations. Simply because they're not doing anything. Mm, yeah. Even like I like I, I don't know what to do. It's like, bro, you're not trained to do anything. It's yeah. Just, there's, just, there's nothing you can actually do. Yeah. Yeah. 
but no, I. But I do, that, I that do, is a thing. I do get what you're saying, like because T. Higgins was specifically the one tackled on the play. Mm-hmm. But in like, I know it's not technically survivor's guilt, but like that yeah. that feeling of like, oh man, I was involved in this man's mm-hmm. uh, event. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> but anyway, from that, let's move on to the Denver Broncos. So, Denver. I mean, I would argue about six weeks too late, finally fires Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, I don't know what there is much to say about this situation itself as far as the firing of Hackett. He was terrible. I mean, from the very first game, the handling of that situation, Peyton Manning on the banning broadcast for like a minute straight is like, you know, I think we should call time out here. We should, we should talk about this one. Yeah, we should, we should talk about this. <laughs> He's trying to be so nice about it. Just like, you yeah, I, I think we should talk about this. <laughs> Um, that he was, I mean, he was completely over his head. I mean, just completely overwhelmed as a head coach. They started hiring people to take power and responsibility away from him, which is why I was like, I don't know why they didn't just do this in five, six weeks ago, especially considering losing did nothing for them because they don't even have the pick. Now I want to move on to the next part of this, which is Denver fans are a bit delusional and NFL fans have said it too, just because it's a high profile job. But it is not a good job. Sean Payton is not going to come here. Stop it, Bronco fans. Stop it, people. There's no way Sean Payton is taking this job. You have no cap space because Russell Wilson's contract is going to start hitting either next year or the year after. You have almost no picks because of the trade. Is Russell Wilson washed? Is he done? I don't know. I would argue that he probably has lost the step and he needs that mobility to be an elite player. But he's not nearly as bad as what he's shown because Hackett was not a head coach. Um, And also, you have new ownership. And it's hard to overcome bad ownership in the NFL. Now, I'm not saying the new owners are going to be bad, but we don't know what they're going to be. And I think, what is it, the Walmart group that owns them now? And and there was one of the guys came out and said, the new head coach is going to report directly to me. That's not very attractive to have to be reporting directly to the owner on personnel decisions and everything like that. So if that's truly what he meant, that's a big red flag and they don't know who their GM is going to be. So this is a really unattractive job. There's way too much uncertainty here. There's no way Sean Payton or any elite candidate is taking this job. There's no way you should go near this thing right now. It's just way too uncertain. And you know, the last point I want to say about Hackett and um, I want to give Dan credit, our brother, when, when we were doing the things before the year. He goes, everything you said about the roster and Wilson is true. I don't know if Hackett can coach. And Matt LaFleur is an offensive guy. Aaron Rodgers is an experienced veteran quarterback. Begs the question, how much did Hackett actually do in Green Bay? Like, you know, there, there were actually, now that you think about it, some big warning flags going into this. And I do think in Denver's in Denver's defense a little bit. Not that it's a it's a complete defense, but I get why they did it. I think they fire I mean, I think they hired Hackett thinking they were going to get Aaron Rodgers. And then that didn't happen. Hackett, how big was where his responsibilities? He probably really only had one offense catered to Aaron Rodgers. And him and Russ are very different quarterbacks. So there were a lot of red flags with this before the season started. A lot of things, why it was as bad as it did. But 
no, no elite candidate is going near this Bronco job right now. It's a mess in Denver. Mm. I can give you another reason why Sean Payton's not going there. Why? Have you heard that Sean Payton is assembling like a a dream team of coaches? Yes. That wherever he's going to go. Yeah, Vic Fangio is the defensive coordinator, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And like, you can't. No, you can't. You can't. You can't go back there. They Obviously, should. like Peyton could ditch Fangio, but like, then he's a dick. Also, why would you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Vic is really good. Go be a dream team elsewhere. Yeah, and, and I mean, listen, I think I'm the only one who's been this stridently defended. I haven't heard a lot of people have the take that I have on this. I never thought they should have fired Vic Fangio. Nah. They, I mean, the defense was good. Drew Locke couldn't beat out Geno Smith in Seattle for the job. And yeah. that's what he was dealing with at quarterback. So, like, yeah, in the most offensive division, two in football, pretty much, when you have to face Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes twice a year. The defense was good. No, exactly. That's my point. <laughs> I never thought they should have fired Vic Fangio. I thought that was a big mistake. So, anything else here? Uh, no, it's, we've been ragging on this guy. <laughs> we, I mean... From game one, mm-hmm. like I, when he came out after that game in the press conference and said, "Like, oh, we, sh- we should have took the time out there." I know we like sometimes when coaches have that humility of like, "Oh, I made the mistake there," but the way he said it sounded like a little kid that got caught stealing cookies out of the cookie jar, and he's saying sorry mm-hmm. because his mom is making him say sorry. <laughs> like he didn't quite seem to understand what he did, type of thing. Uh, that that was the moment I was like, oh my god, this guy might be dumb. <laughs> Obviously, like, he's, he's got to be smarter than me because he snuck into these NFL jobs. Mm-hmm. But maybe he just knows somebody. Maybe it's more of that nepotism. Mm. So, to be honest, we've said we've said so much about this man throughout the year. I hope I just don't have to talk about him ever again. <laughs> like he's just so bad. No, I know it was at bad. everything. It was bad. Uh, where does this rank as far as? I don't, I don't want to go too far back. I want to go just our lifetime, people we can remember, of just, like, disastrous tenures as a head coach. Uh, Is this worse than Freddie Kitchens? Well, yeah, because I was the Browns. And, True. like, you know, I know um, Stefanski came in and immediately made them a playoff team, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least at the edge of the playoffs. I don't quite remember if they made it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, they did, they, and then they whooped that Steeler team. Was that it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, but I, I think this is worse. I think it. Is, I think it might be too. Because, because you took a a all star Pro Bowl quarterback that you just got, and it was a disaster. Yeah, and listen, Russell Wilson did not help his own cause. No, and I'm by being such Ru- a goober. And like, maybe Russ is done. Maybe he's washed. I don't know. But the fact that this is even a question right now, like, wow. Here's the thing, though. Ben Roethlisberger last season was beyond washed. Yes, it was sad. Yeah. Um, and yet. I know, like, at this point, the Steelers are starting to click with Pickett. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's still not a good team. It, it's always, like, the very end. They're winning at the last second. Mm-hmm. Great story, blah, blah, blah. That's not a good Steeler team. Mm-hmm. And I know it, it was helped by Roethlisberger being in the system mm-hmm. for years. But it's sometimes a washed veteran quarterback is better than a young guy. Mm-hmm. And Russell Wilson is not nearly, you know, 
He's not as talented as he used to be. He's getting older. He's in his thirties now. What have you? He's all he, slowly we're getting there with Russell Wilson. We just know he's not quite the guy he was before. Mm-hmm. I feel like you could even see that in Seattle. Yeah, he just wasn't quite as explosive. Mm-hmm. Again, running out of the pocket and stuff like that. It used to be like if Russell Wilson leaves the pocket, mm-hmm. now you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. But like he's just kind of any old quarterback out of the pocket mm-hmm. when he was his last year with Seattle and stuff like that. Less let Russ cook. Wasn't didn't quite have the chef's kiss that it used to. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know he's not what he used to be, but he's still a veteran, talented quarterback, more talented than Ben Roethlisberger was at the end. Mm-hmm. This should be better than it is. Yeah, and we've I mean, seen Mike, it. Mike Tomlin still got that team to like eight wins. These last couple of games with Russ, he's been better. Mm-hmm. It's still not a good team. No. So, but I still feel like a coach and a staff and stability with in a the, with a great defense. Just like Mike Tomlin had last year with the Steelers. Sure. It was a really good defense. But also stability in the, mm-hmm. you know, the whole offices and whatnot. Like, th- this could be it. This 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 is built to be a good team. Mm-hmm. Problem is you might, I think Denver's so dysfunctional, you're going to run out of time before, before Russell Wilson. Like, Russell Wilson will be that Ben Roethlisberger by the time they get it together. Yeah, no, I hear you there. If ever. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that's... As bad, I guess Steve Wilkes' tenure with the Cardinals was pretty awful that one year, but uh, it just wasn't as public as this has been and as public as Freddy's Kitchen was. I don't I think, think I think this one's a little worse than Kitchen's, though. I know it was not Lovey Smith's Lovey Smith's fault, but like this has been an awful year for this. It team. has, but no one thought this team was at least good to start with. So I guess, but like we, the Browns should have been a playoff. They team were better year, and we thought Denver was good enough to win a division. So like. Ooh. We thought, but the Texans were better than we thought. Last they should, year, yeah, last so, year. So no, I know. I thought it was weird that they fired Callie and then hired Lovey Smith. I didn't get it, but no, this we all knew this team still wasn't going to be good. Oh, I didn't think good. Like Hackett took a team that but should I have been in the playoffs. I didn't see one nine and one to one of the worst teams in the NFL right now. Yeah, it's pretty awful. I, well, we thought they should be near the playoffs. They still weren't. Because the offense was still trash. Mm-hmm. So. And then, you know what? Melvin Gordon and his fumbles played a little bit of a role, too. It, it did, but also, like, hey, maybe after a while, why is he getting the ball still near the goal line? <laughs> you know, like, you do have to adjust to things that happen. That's why they got Latavius Murray. It took a long time. <laughs> I guess. And even when Gordon was still playing, at least be like, all right, Gordon, you can't get the ball now here in the goal lines scenarios not we can't we can't be turning the football over here well then he, he complained get over it <laughs> you see a, a more stable front office <laughs> wouldn't tolerate that exactly i don't know it's crazy craziness all right before we go to our break we'll h- touch on the other big news that happened crazy. over the week um so the raiders and josh mcdaniels bench Derek carr <laughs> and it went great <laughs> And it went just fantastic. Now, they put up more points than I thought they would against San Francisco. You know, I think San Francisco was lackadaisical. Um, The more you play quarterback, the harder it gets, actually, when no one has film on you right away. I mean, we've seen plenty of backups and have big, great games, but a couple of weeks, as soon as they start getting film, oh, he can't make this throw, he can't make that throw, he has this tendency, he doesn't do this, it gets harder. So I don't care that Stidham put up 34 points. I really don't. I know what Stidham was. I saw him in New England for a little bit of time. He couldn't beat out Cam Newton. Like, Well, maybe he should have. Maybe, but come on. 
Um, so I don't care about that. It, there's the thing with the Raiders, okay? I called this over a month ago. I said, I'm seeing what's going on here, and they're going to blame Derek Carr and not McDaniels. And when Denver fired Hackett, that's when the clock started on this because it's been a bad season for a team that made the playoffs last year. Um, so it became, okay, Denver finally did something. What are we going to do? Everyone looking at the Raiders and Davis and McDaniels. But Davis doesn't have the capital. He, he doesn't have the money, really, to just pay Josh McDaniels to go away. <laughs> and instead, Derek Carr, after this year, is a $5 million dead cap hit. That's it. Now, there was a $40 million incentive into his contract, or not incentive, an insurance policy on the contract that if Carr got hurt, he would get paid that $40 million. So they're like, we don't want to risk him getting hurt. We don't want to have to pay him $40 million. And someone's got to take the fall here eventually for this. And he's only a $5 million cap pick this year, so Derek's going to have to take the fall. I get it. But... I feel like you've kind of ensured that you've lost the locker room <laughs> and your big cash cow that you got over the offseason, Devontae Adams, he's probably going to want out now too. And here's the other thing. What is, I, Derek Carr has at least proven that he can be and is usually, other than this year, a very good, competent NFL quarterback. A good, competent NFL quarterback. Josh McDaniels has never proven without Brady that he's anything. And especially never proven that he was a head coach. He drafted Tim Tebow in Denver. Players hated him. Mm. It was a disaster. And it's a disaster now with Vegas. Now, it's not all on Josh. I defended Josh about a month, probably about two months ago, I think it was. I don't know when it was. I defended him saying the other issues the Raiders have, and they are legitimate issues. But we've seen what Carr is without McDaniels, and it's good. McDaniels, without Brady, we've seen, is bad. So... Football-wise, I think the Raiders made the wrong decision. I get why they did it, but I don't think this is going to get better. I think they've ensured that Josh, who seems already kind of unlikable, is probably going to lose that locker room. Um, I, I'm i going to disagree with some of that. Okay. Because I, I was agreeing with it more during the week <laughs> and then Stidham threw three touchdown passes against the best defense in the NFL. And I was like, oh, all right. I know it's a small sample size, but if he, you know, if they take KC maybe to overtime the way they took San Fran overtime, you know, teams have been doing that recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but the end of the year is wacky anyway because you have so many teams that some don't care anymore and some don't. And KC some don't need, should, to, and some don't need care. to care about this game and some don't. KC's going to care. They should care. They're going to care. They yeah. want that number one. They want mm-hmm. that buy. Mm-hmm. Um. So if if they do it again with Stidham, because yeah, there was that uh, in a, uh, press conference mm-hmm. I think with Devonte. He's like, oh, I came here because of Derek Carr and whatnot. I think that attitude will go away very quickly if Josh McDaniels proves that like, oh, Derek Carr is kind of a trash quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I I hate that like, oh, I don't want to be a distraction. I'm stepping away from the team. Don't be a bitch. Show mm. up. Mm. Show up and watch. I disagree because I do think it. I mean, if you looked at the interviews and stuff, I do think it was that bad in the locker room. I actually do think that Derek right. Carr needed to go if away. If you are Derek Carr, then mm-hmm. relish in that. Show that it's show that it is all their fault. Mm-hmm. Don't show that it's yours. 
Because now I'm thinking it is. I not guess. all his fault. Listen, I'm not saying Josh McDaniels suddenly learned to connect <laughs> with all these players on a deeper level. I'm not saying Davis picked a great team <laughs> to assemble here and a great great men to to lead them here. Yeah. But I don't know. Derek Carr looks like the trash quarterback that I've said he is. Uh, listen, it's one game. It's one game against, late in an NFL season. It's the best defense in the NFL. Uh, I think Who's gunning for that number one? I think you need to slow your roll a little bit here. Listen, I said it's a small Niners, sample size. The Niners we'll had see. no film of what this offense was going to look like with Stidham, really, to go by. Why did you think it was going to be that different? It's still different. It's not that different. I bet it is. Come on. Stidham's gonna. Stidham's not that mobile either. No, they're he's the, not. But I don't know their you height. Look at people's tendencies, what they like, what they don't like, and you don't know what that is with Jarrett yet. Let's see what happens. You, you don't think Josh McDaniels has a type? Tom Brady, Matt Castle, mm-hmm. Hoyer, mm-hmm. Mac Jones, mm-hmm. um, Stidham, Carr. Mm-hmm. Tebow, I guess. <laughs> he likes he likes those those I mean Tebow's kinda of had some mobility. Mm-hmm. Um but he likes those pocket those pocket white men. Mm. No, I got you. <laughs> pocket passing white men. I got you. I got you. I, I just you know, it's only one week. I see why things go the way they do sometimes. I could see why it was zany. I mean, they were pretty bad again in the second half, like they usually have been. Uh Stidham threw a pretty terrible pick and they blew another lead so though it looked good in the first half when we oh. thought it was going to look terrible it kind of ended up being kind of vintage Raiders oh there, uh, there was some vintage Raiders there sure that was blowing the second half lead I was like alright can't take that out Stidham's pick was terrible too that was a bad interception I didn't I don't remember it oh it's not good um, but like you know with the whole like, oh, it's vintage Raiders second half thing <laughs> yeah. it is kind of amazing how they're they're just one of those teams where like off script like what the hell is that? No, no. Josh has no ability to do things off script, which is which kind of blew my mind because this is a man who again he's not a, wasn't a head coach at the time, less on the plate, but this is a man who in Super Bowl fifty three yeah drew up plays on the sideline yeah. in the fourth quarter. I know, I know, and I, I'm like I don't get it. He, I don't. He's like, he can't do it when he has you don't, to worry about everything else. I'm not asking you to do that for 17 weeks. No, I know. But like, where's the ability to? Adjust. We're trying something else here. No, I know. I don't know. He can't do it when he has to worry about everything else, like he does as a head coach. Basically, is my only thing. And it's not Tom Brady. And it's not Tom Brady. You but, can tell Tom anything. Like, got it. Got it. Yeah. And Tom was so high level, right? Like Tom could be great off script. That's so, what that's, that's what I mean. Yeah. So He's like I just drew this, Tom. He's like I I I knew that play already. Yeah. Exactly. I, as you were drawing it, I was memorizing it. Exactly. So you know that's the other part of this. So Josh without Tom, he hasn't shown he can do anything yet. So that's my defense. On sure, this. but I think he, Josh is justifying himself, and Derek Carr is making himself look bad. You know, like, well, Derek Carr is going to get a chance with a decent roster next year. I bet somewhere else. The Jets would love him. The Dolphins would probably love him. Uh, oh, I think the Dolphins I are going to draft. Really? They have like two, or they have, what do they have, like five top like first picks in the first three rounds? I think they might have two first round picks. Do they have that high of a pick, though? I don't think. To take a I quarterback? I don't, yeah. I don't think they have a high enough pick to take a quarterback, though. 
I think they were, uh, it might have been the Eagles I was thinking of that was setting themselves up. Yeah, you're, I think you're thinking of the Eagles. I'm still looking this up. Yeah, look it up. But I know the Eagles have a really high pick that they can take a difference-making player, or maybe they could trade it back and get extra picks, which I think maybe is what they're going to do. We'll, we'll see. Uh, uh, they, I mean, I don't know exactly what the picks were, but mm-hmm. they traded some of them for Bradley Chubb and Jeff Wilson. Okay. So they seem I to- highly doubt any of those were first-round picks, though. There's no way either of those were a first-round pick. I think one one was. Oh well, one was forfeited in the tampering case as well. Oh, thank you. And I then, thought they had lost one for some reason. And then one was traded for Chubb. Okay, Bradley Chubb. So I think I think Brady makes so, sense for Miami. So they have a second round pick. I think Brady to Miami. Thirds. I think Brady Miami is the move. I don't know why everyone thinks it should be the Raiders. I know he, I know he's got Josh, if, but like, if, it's not a good roster. What if Tom is part of this Sean Payton dream team? Wherever Sean goes, I mean, Sean's definitely not going to Miami. The only issue is now, right now, are there that many good jobs that are going to be available for Sean? Because now that the Chargers made the playoffs, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, like I don't think Spanos is going to fire Staley. Oh, I, I think he should. I don't think they will either. If you could get Payton, I'd do that in a heartbeat. But I don't think. I mean, Dean doesn't like to pay coaches money. So if he, can, if he can justify the fact that he can keep Staley. You think Cleveland might be open? Is that a good job? No. There's no way they're firing Stefanski. Eh, they, they underperformed maybe a little bit. I know the expectations were dropped heavily when Watson. <laughs> Wasn't going to come back till like week 14. Um, when he's not going to Denver. Carolina will be open. Uh, Houston will be open, you'd think. No one wants that job. That's a terrible job. When did Atlanta hire the coach? They'll give Arthur another year. Okay. Um, Arizona? Arizona's likely going to be open. Why would you want that job? Like, they're, they're well, not... Here's the thing. There's not really any good jobs that are going to be open. If this dream team might include Indianapolis, where you have to deal with a crazy owner who wants to be involved in decision-making now. What if this dream team includes a GM? Maybe. Why would you go to Indianapolis where the owner is going to start meddling? I don't know. Like, I think these are these are some of the worst job openings I think I've seen. Well, Carolina is starting to look like the best job opening. Would you go to the Rams if Sean McVay was like, you know what? I don't give a damn. No. Because, like, they don't got, have any picks. <laughs> that is a mess. Yeah. Like, they don't have any picks, dude. Uh, I mean, I can't see Washington <laughs> getting rid of Rivera. If Washington gets rid of Rivera, this is the you only car will go there. He could. He could. This is this is the only time. This is actually about car. No, I know. <laughs> but can I just say this is the only time that this phrase will ever be said. Purely from a football point of view. Right now, the commanders would be the best job opening. Here's another one. What? The New England Patriots. No, if Bill, I guess if Bill walked away, that'd be a, that'd be a very. Hey, you said true, true. It would be a really good job. We would need a coordinator. Yes, because obviously his son's going to leave at that point. That would be a great job. I can't see Sean Payton wanting to do that though. Like following Bill Belichick, I don't think he. I don't know. That is, I guess that I, I don't, that I don't think Sean would want that. I think I think Sean's got enough connections in the league and friends with too many people to like. And too much respect overall to be like, I want to now take over a job that Bill walked out on. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't think if he's fired though, Bill, yeah, they won't fire Bill. 
Bill will walk right. away. There'll be a if, mutual right. part. There'll be a mutual right. parting of ways. But like that's <laughs> usually means fired. No, I know. <laughs> All right, but also craft. <laughs> like he could pay. Oh yeah, no. He could pay for this dream craft. Team. Well, I mean, craft would be a really good owner to work for too. There's a lot of things that are attractive about the the Patriot job. Mac Jones will love a new coaching staff. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sure he would. But. Derek Carr would make a ton of sense for the commanders, <laughs> even though we were talking about job openings. Um, but yeah, wow, these this is some of the worst job openings I think I've ever seen in a, in a Derek season. Derek Carr to the New England Patriots. No, but commanders would, would be good. The Jets would be good. The Miami Dolphins would be good. So, yeah. All right. With that, we are going to take a quick break and we'll come back. Jesse's going to talk about the Winter Classic a bit. Stay tuned, guys. We are back. We're going to talk a little hockey for a minute. You know, it's been a while since we talked Bruins. They're still kicking ass. They're still taking names. Nothing really to update you there. But there was an event, uh, the Winter Classic. I guess, like, it, it, maybe it's lost to some of its pizzazz mm-hmm. the last couple of years. But this one was great. I don't know. The Bruins took in the sights for 40 minutes and then said, let's just win a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was so fun. They, You know, did you see the video where they show up in a... I hit and hit play. Mm-hmm. The Winter Classic was fun. Blah 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 blah. Did you see the video when the, when they showed up when they're wearing the mm-hmm. the, the Red Sox? Mm-hmm. I want I want to point out the Penguins got no love mm-hmm. for wearing Pirates jerseys. Now they weren't quite as like sexy and they didn't have the bats and gloves. However, um, Tristan Jari wore catcher's mm-hmm. equipment, and I want to give him props for that because the Bruins didn't do that. Mm-hmm. All Mark should have wore catcher's equipment. He had to catch his mask in the post-game press conference, though. But it was a great day. It was a fun day. The weather wasn't awful. Mm-hmm. It was still a little chilly, but whatever. You know, t- I took in some of the sights and sounds and being there and whatnot. You know, there's a there's being at a game day, even if you're not going to game, I never really understood, like, oh, I'm going to go to the game with my jersey, but I'm just going to go to, like, the, one of the, like, cask and flagon or something like that. I never really understood that. But mm-hmm. uh, for the Winter Classic, just being there and just being in the area and not actually going in, Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a, that was a good time. That was a great time. But the game itself, you know, again, Bruins took in the sights for forty minutes, and then said, "Let's let's play some hockey, I guess." And they made a comeback. You know, two goals in the third period. Dom, I want you to read. What's the who wrote that, and what's the title of that? Jake DeBrusque, resurgent Bruins. Oh, don't you have to read all that? But who wrote it? Um, you know, some schmuck. That I'm just kidding. By Jesse Coffey. You're damn right I did. I called it. Two goals in the third period, including the game winner, Jake DeBrusque. <laughs> so, great day. You know, that's my son. So, great day at the ballpark. You know, Sox won 2-1 over the Pirates. You love to see it. You know, and once again, someone pointed this out. I, I don't have the tweet up on it. I can't say who. Someone pointed out another John Henry team 
blew a late lead at Fenway. <laughs> so good for the Pirates. And also, John Henry was there. I want to point this out. And oh, he was getting his brains booed out. Yep. And people people were shouting at him to sign Devers and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, a sign was confiscated at the front saying sign Devers. Saw that on Twitter. No way. Yes. They confiscated it? Yes. Well, uh, do you remember when Don Arcello was fired? Mm-hmm. Quote unquote fired from Nesson? Mm-hmm. People would bring signs saying, like, we'll miss you, Don. They would even take those away. Wow, Henry is a little If you bring bitch. a sign to Fenway, they're going to make you unroll it and say, what is that? And they might take it from you. Oh, wow, that's wild. Which means you should get your sign taken away at Fenway. When I went to the college uh, bowl game, Dan, my brother, wanted to bring a sign about the Xander thing. I wonder if he could have gotten away with it because it was a college football game and no one was paying attention. Oh, I'm sure. Here's the thing. I'm sure you can get away with this far more at other ballparks, mm. but not at Fenway. Not offensive. So what uh, you need, it is your due diligence as fans to bring offensive signs <laughs> that call out people in the front office uh, to get them confiscated and then take a picture of them and put it on uh, social media. Hmm. Indeed. And then make this a trend. We'll get a, we'll get a hashtag going. My sign got confiscated. Fe- the Fenway Gates or something, like Gate A no, or no, some shit. Maybe, or just Henry confiscated my sign. Yeah. <laughs> a, little, a little long. We need to short that a little bit. Yeah. Henry took my sign. Henry took my sign. I like that. That's funny. Hashtag Henry took my sign. Hashtag Henry took my sign. All right. You ready? We're doing that next year. All right. Sounds great. Um, so, moving on. The Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Baltimore Ravens. Now, the Steelers aren't going to be a playoff team. The Ravens are, but they've kind of felt like they've been in free fall. I don't think a ton of people... Like it's not as high profile a thing. No one really thinks the Ravens are great contenders right now, and the Steelers are eight and eight. But I thought this was a very interesting game. I forgot to play play the video. I did the same thing. But damn it, whatever. I thought this was an extremely interesting game for these two franchises moving forward. And yes, I'm also doing this to gloat a little bit at Jesse and Brian when he Hi. was here. I told you seven and a half. It's too low on the Steeler win total. And you guys started going over the schedule, and I probably started to look green in the face because I couldn't... When you went game by game, I felt like, damn, they're not going to do it. But I was like, for whatever reason, Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, they just find a way to win games that they shouldn't win. And they're just never going to be that bad. And once again, they've gone over the 7.5 that Vegas gave them. I feel like I always, almost always want to bet the over with the Steelers now because... Roster-wise, they'll look not that great, and they'll be under, and they'll they'll have a win total. But but Mike Tomlin, the culture of this team, they just win late games that you feel like they shouldn't win, and that's what they do. But I want to talk about. I think the future kind of looks bright again for the Steelers. Now, Kenny Pickett to me is the better version of Mac Jones. He is a little bit bigger, definitely on like thick wise. He's got baby hands. <laughs> Shut up about that. Whatever. <laughs> Um, arm talent, I would give Mac about a four or five. Packet, I give a six. You know, he's not <laughs> amazing, but he's just slightly better than Mac in anything and everything. Athleticism, I'd probably give him a grade at least a number or two above Mac Jones. So he is the slightly better upgraded version of Mac Jones. Now it's not Except in handies. <laughs> now it's not great. Now, it sucks because you have to play in a division with Joe Burrow. The AFC is going to have Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and Josh Allen. But with a coach like Tomlin, good, good, really young, talented defense, and a team that usually is able to 
draft skill positions very well and at least a winning culture, I think the Steelers have a lot to look forward to. And in a lot of ways, they're probably in a better place now than their division rival, Baltimore Ravens. Because now with the Ravens, they've kind of been falling apart. Huntley is doesn't look like a real NFL even backup quarterback. He's pretty bad. Mm, yeah. And Lamar is once again hurt at the end of a year. What is this, like the second or third year this has happened? He either gets hurt at the end of the year or just falls off play-wise. And you're in this contract dispute with him now. What is Lamar worth? I don't think he's worth that much. Now I have to deal with Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, all in the AFC, who are better quarterbacks than you, better throwers of the football than you, and can stay healthy more than you. You are not that big. You're kind of slight. Your game revolves heavily on running. And you've been hurt now at the end of the season where the season matters the most. Now, what, two or three times? And you want $40 million guaranteed. Get out of here. Like, I think Baltimore is not going to have a quarterback next year because you can't pay Lamar that. So unless Lamar caves, I don't think the franchise can overcome that. Hmm. They clearly have some the work they need to do drafting-wise. They've gotten a little bit old, it seems. Andrews with the knee problem doesn't look like the same player anymore either. So you need the money. And Lamar is not going to overcome a not-as-great roster, especially as far as offensively because he's not a beautiful thrower of the football to start with. So I don't think you can pay Lamar. And I think you're left here maybe having to trade him and move on and try and find another quarterback, whether it's a rental, whether it's being bad for a year and drafting one. But this is a winning organization. This is a great, well-run organization that doesn't need to just cave to Lamar on this because if they pay him when you have Burrow Mahomes and Josh Allen all in the same conference, but they have to pay him as if he's one of those, you're not going to be a Super Bowl contender. I want to first start with pushing back a little on your Steelers okay. and taking away a little of your vindication. Okay, fine. You said they were going to win more games with Mitch Trubisky. They didn't do that. He looked terrible. Yeah, but then I also said during the season, because we revisited this, I was like, yeah, but they'll, they'll turn it over to Pickett probably sometime around week four, week five. Uh, you, you still, you, here's the thing. Before they even drafted mm-hmm. Pickett, you, like, I know, like, I know. Mitch Trubisky. I know, I know. Kissing titties. Yeah, 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 I know, I did. But, uh, I mean, sure. With just, like, all right, with the win total, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even remember exactly what I said and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the Ravens. Now, here's why you're almost a little bit stuck with Lamar. Mm-hmm. Damn, do they love him. And how... And we've seen, we've seen it with the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. People don't like it when their buddies on the team get disrespected by the front office. Mm-hmm. And Lamar is very respected, and he thinks he deserves his money. Mm-hmm. And I bet his agent thinks he deserves his money because mm-hmm. they think they deserve way too much money. Well, his agent is his mom. Oh yeah, I <laughs> forgot that. <laughs> You're right. He deserves so much money, <laughs> so much money. If he's not a dirty agent, hell yeah. <laughs> Give him all the money. But, like, I don't think Lamar will take the pay. The, Do you think, so you think Lamar will cave a bit now? No, I don't. Oh, you and don't? And I think Lamar will try free agency. Okay. And I think several players might within the Ravens be like, 
I don't want to be here. Mm. I don't want to play for that coach. Mm. And now maybe you're in a situation where now Harbaugh's mm. on the hot seat simply because the team doesn't want to play for him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not his fault. No. That's the front office fault. Mm-hmm. So I, I, don't, I don't know. You're almost stuck with this man a little bit mm-hmm. because he's so, yeah, so cool. Mm-hmm. It's so likable. Like such a good locker room yeah. teammate guy. But if I can't depend on you at the end of seasons because you're not physically available enough, I can't pay you $40 million fully guaranteed. rest of the team don't give a damn about that. <sighs> Listen, you're not wrong, and the front <laughs> office should be considering this. And they should sit down Lamar and explain this to him. Yeah. Now Lamar should be there like, well, when I'm healthy, I'm this talented. Well, I deserve this money, I think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's Lamar's right. And that's his mom's, uh, that, you know what? That's her baby. And she wants to get him her money, her yeah. his money. Um, so <laughs> I love that. I know. I do love that. But, you know, from the Raven standpoint, obviously, like, you know, the best ability is availability. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, when you are, your, your arm is, leaves a lot to be desired, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But the other players in the locker room don't give a damn about that. Mm-hmm. We win games when Lamar's on the field. Mm-hmm. When he's in the huddle, I, I play better. I feel it. I know it. I, I, when he's by my side calling plays, I feel better. I love showing up and playing with him. Uh-huh. Kind of that like Tom Brady stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I, I want to go play for New England because Tom Brady's there. I want to go to Buck, Tampa Bay because Tom Brady's there. That mm-hmm. type of stuff. I don't, I don't think it's quite that level. People aren't leaving their teams mm-hmm. and just taking uh, pay cuts and free agency to go play with Lamar. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure the Ravens players themselves feel this way mm-hmm. because I see it. They love him. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, the Ravens might upset the order of things mm. if they don't cave in at least a little bit. I mean, listen, I'm not saying, again, I said this before and I'll say it again. If he wanted 30 to $34 million, not fully guaranteed all of it though, but 30 to $34 million, I'm okay with that. I'm not saying there's no value to him, but to think that he should be paid in the upper echelon of like one of the highest, if not the highest paid quarterback in the league and have it all guaranteed I can't do it. I now, mean, now maybe you franchise tag him for a year, but there's talk uh, that he wouldn't play on the franchise tag. Yeah, people don't like that. No, I know. So, what do they do? First off, what would you do if you were the GM? What if he? What if there's no caving? He still wants forty million a year, all of it fully guaranteed. I would trade him the for the Deshaun Watson contract. I would trade him for Trevor Lawrence, Najee Harris, <laughs> and uh, the other guy I got. Um, no one's <laughs> trading Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, you know, I would sit him down and be like, bro, I'm going to give you 28. And I'm sure he'll say no. His mm-hmm. mom will say no. Um, if he, 30, I guess, is probably the highest I would go. Okay. And if he wants 31, I might be like, no, man. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Come on. I, I'm even like, I don't even like 30. Mm-hmm. Fully guaranteed? No. Okay, thank you. That's the other part. He wants all his money guaranteed. Like, I'll I can't, like, can't do it. I'll give you like 75% of that. Yeah. And also, like, it, it depends on years. Yeah. Um. Ah, oh, that's the thing about it. You could front load this. You could, you could just move it. Like, you know what? You're making five million dollars this year. Mm-hmm. Um. So if he's gonna make thirty million a year, mm-hmm. 
How many years do you want? Do you know exactly what he's asking for? I forget how many years. It was a, it was a, but it, whatever Watson got, it was pretty much almost he wanted like the same contract as Deshaun Watson. I part of me th- like if you were to ask me a couple months ago, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But because Deshaun came out and kind of sucked, mm-hmm. I it, it's almost like. Like, come on, look at that guy. Yeah, but but it, my thing has always been, when have the Cleveland Browns ever been the standard of how business is done? E, <laughs> but here's the thing. When have the Jacksonville Jaguars ever been the standard why business is done, and yet all these wide receivers are like, pay me, and they, for the most part, it's working out for them. True. So that's this is kind of the market. It is. You know, this is... This is Deshaun's fault. This is um, Aaron Rodgers' fault. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, this is this is the world we live in. Yeah, I kind of again hard thirty. Yeah, and if he even like thirty thirty and a point five, no. Yeah, I'd almost like. But then, do you try and franchise tag him, or do you just no. cut bait and trade him? Do you, despite what I just said about like you might lose the locker room, your hands are tied. Just bite the bullet. Mm. It's like what they say about the economy. Yeah. It's like we got a bubble going here. And we can either burst the bubble and have the hard days now, or we can keep the bubble growing and live in this and mm-hmm. deal with that some other day. Mm-hmm. Just just bite the bullet. Mm-hmm. Pop the bubble. Okay. Move on. All right. Cool. That's what I kind of think you should do. I, I just can't. Despite do it. even if it, even if everything I said is true about the locker room, it disrupts things. Might even cost you Harbaugh because he can't rile everybody in. It, it was going to happen eventually. You might as well save yourself some money. Yeah. No, I got you. I got you. And it's not just money. It's just the fact that it's like, I just know that now I've put a ceiling on what my team is going to achieve moving forward. Because, I mean, if you made a list of the 10 best quarterbacks in the NFL right now, is he on it? With the way that last season looked at the end and the fact that he's hurt again? like This is a strange year. Yeah. Like, has Lawrence even gotten like gone past him? Tom, Patrick, Josh. Uh, Joe Burrow is better than him. Come on. Oh, yeah. No, it's not even close. Burrow is a top uh, three quarterback in this uh, league right now. Herbert. These are in no particular order. No, I know. Um, it's five. Rodgers still. Like, yes. Rodgers is still a top yes. ten quarterback. Yeah. Um, maybe Trevor Lawrence. It's so hard he, to say. He looks like one now, dude. We're, we're nearly through the second year. That's when a lot of these guys pop. He's got the size, the athleticism, the arm. Matt I think he's Jones. a top ten quarterback in this league now. It's hard. That's hard. That's a that's he's on the maybe right now for me because mm-hmm. like ah Stafford had a terrible year. Yeah, I think I'd still put him in. in do the top we? 10 where now. do we put Kyler? He's got to be out of it now, and that's why maybe Lamar is still in it because we've moved Kyler out of it. But I think I'd still put Stafford in the top ten. Where's Russell Wilson? That's what I mean. This is such a strange I know. No, year. I know. Russell Wilson's probably out of it right now too. On the outside looking in. But I would I would still throw Stafford in. He just won a Super Bowl, man. I guess. Yeah. And I know he dealt with like injuries, so it's hard to say, but like he might he might be garbage next year. Maybe. But I guess we're we're talking right now. Um Yeah, can you can make a case for Kirk just because it's been such a strange year? Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Where do you put Hertz? Hertz is probably a top 10 quarterback right now. To me, Hertz is the better version of Lamar right now. A little bit. Uh, I was going to ask I was going to ask a question. We'll get to that later. Yeah. We'll get to Philly later. Yeah, we will. We'll get to them very soon actually. It's a little later. Yeah. 
Um, but wee, no, Jalen right now Hurts is a top ten quarterback. Now I'd probably put him at about ten, but where do you rank Zach Wilson? Thirty five, thirty six. He's a he's a Canadian football player. Okay. I I don't think Zach Wilson is an NFL so, quarterback. I don't think he's even a backup. So better than Johnny Football, okay? <laughs> Not by much. Yeah, I think he is Johnny Football, but better. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think he's an NFL player. I really don't. But that's where we are with Lamar. I think he, I think he changes teams next year. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe Baltimore just caves because we all have to. I think if Baltimore caves, it's a mistake for the Ravens. What do you think about the prospect here of Kenny? Hey, if you can talk him into the 20s, maybe that's not a mistake. Yeah. It, well, yeah, but, but it's never going to happen. But, but like it's his, just, him, his mom deserves better. It's never going to uh, What do you think about Kenny Pickett here going forward? Mm. Uh, here's the thing. I mean, sure, he's showing him like, all right, this they're starting to click. He stopped this. throwing the picks over the last couple of weeks that he's played, so he's he's grown. Pick, pick it, stop with the picks. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, well, with an offensive coordinator that nobody thinks is good in that Canada, there's still like, all right, you know, it's it's kind of what the Patriots got going. It's an anemic offense, mm-hmm. but they got. I get that final drive mentality, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that's that can be said a lot about he's, he's his a rookie, gamer. His, yeah, he's his rookie season, uh, first time. Uh, he, he's, I mean, I know he played in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. for, for a college, but, like, you know, mm-hmm. this is an NFL level. Mm-hmm. And he, he's on the final drive. He's he's cool. He's collected. Mm-hmm. Uh, and back-to-back weeks, he's, he's, he's done it. Mm-hmm. So as much as, like, you know— I feel like the offense has a lot of work to do, and he's got a lot of work to do. There's something to be said about his poise mm-hmm. and his uh, level of maturity and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, yeah, I you know, they they like this kid, mm-hmm. so that's always a good sign for a franchise. And Pittsburgh has their quirks, their toxicity, something mm-hmm. about it. They just breed toxic players, mm-hmm. but there is stability mm-hmm. there in the and, offices and stuff. And like a that. winning culture and expected. Expectations. Yeah, winning. yeah, mm-hmm. a different type of one. Yes, I know. I agree. But it, an mm-hmm. arrogant one, for better it, and worse. It, it can be. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but sure. Know. Like the the future is bright. Yeah. I just think like you know you're gonna have to overcome the Bengals. No, I know. And it, you, depending on what tough. the Ravens do, you might have to overcome them. And but, here's the thing: no matter what the Ravens do, sometimes they're always freaking good anyway. Yeah. But so the Steelers, you you build up the roster while he's a rookie, right, and cheap. And the Cincy is going to start paying Joe well before you ever have to pay Kenny, at least. And they're going to have to pay Joe far more than I think the Steelers will ever have to pay Kenny Pickett. So you have that on your side, right? You'll have a competent NFL quarterback on the cheap that you can then surround with a lot more talent than Cincy will be able to eventually. Because Joe Burrow is getting paid a lot of money very soon. Well, that's Joe money. Yeah. But, so. but I'm just saying, so, but that's an advantage then that the Steelers will have. Sure. Because this, since he will be dealing with this money issue that all these teams now deal with if you have an elite quarterback. so And also when Pickett gets paid, it might the market might correct itself. Could. A little, it, at it least could. a little bit. I could. I mean, with, with Kyler and Watson bombing and Russell Wilson bombing this year, I, I do think well, the, market, the market is going to have a little bit of correction next year. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers holding back Green Bay a, a little bit, though now they've gotten hot here and they'll make the playoffs. And I think they're a dangerous team. In the Still, playoffs. how can you not look at that team and be like, they could be a hell of a lot better if, if he, he wasn't so greedy? No, I agree, hundred percent. But all right, with that in mind, we can transition right to Green Bay. Oh, hey. So Jesse, do you want to do you want a video? 
this or no? Um, I mean, nah, because it's not like I'm. I'm not. I don't feel any real vindication from okay. this. Because like, here's the thing: they're not a good team. Okay. They're not. Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback still. Mm-hmm. He's starting to trust. He's got a guy again, mm-hmm. and he's got a guy. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all this is. Yeah. The defense was good. It's not all it is though. But yes. Uh, he's, you know what? Aaron Rodgers is smiling again. He's mm-hmm. having fun playing football, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that takes a load <laughs> off every human being that works in the building. <laughs> yes, I'm sure that's what it is. Because mm-hmm. yeah, here's the thing: when I watch it, it, I feel like that's what a lot of it is. Aaron Rodgers looks like he's having fun playing football again, mm-hmm. and you know, not just because Aaron Rodgers is just a big personality and he's can be toxic and bring drag the team down, but he is a quarterback. And when your quarterback is loving it and loving life, like look at the Patriots near the end. Mm-hmm. That team in the Tom Brady's last season, they came into that year, people were talking, especially when they signed Antonio Brown. Is this team going to go undefeated again? That's what Bill and Tom always wanted. That's what that's that's the last thing they need to cement their legacies. Mm-hmm. Back when ninety eight point five used to hype up Bill, that's the last thing they need for their legacies. Get that undefeated season, and then it all fell apart. And you really like coming into the season, there was a little like. Tom Brady's never done this last year of his contract. Like, there's a little bit of that. But Tom Brady really looked by the end of the season like, I don't want to play on this team anymore. Mm-hmm. And when his last throw was a pick six to Logan Ryan, mm-hmm. he looked like normally Tom will go to the bench, slam his helmet down, scream at everybody, we got to get it together, stuff like that. Just like, whatever, dude. Yeah. I'm going to go play somewhere else. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Yeah, he was done. So... What I'm saying here is, when your quarterback, mm-hmm. that was a team that was be saying maybe this will be an undefeated team, mm-hmm. and when the quarterback, I know like Antonio Brown left, the offense was actually kind of anemic. Josh Gordon went back to smoking weed and doing coke, whatnot. <laughs> so th- things did fall apart. But when the quarterback really mm-hmm. threw in the towel, mm-hmm. the team had nothing. Yeah, the defense couldn't then that godly defense that put up like thirty fantasy points a week mm-hmm. couldn't do it anymore. Even they started to like they shit the bed against the Dolphins, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They let Tannehill throw the ball over them in that playoff game. I know it wasn't a blowout, but like mm-hmm. should have been better. So like Aaron Rodgers is in, and that is I think the biggest thing driving this team personally mm-hmm. because everyone is now in, and, and you know and they they had. They also, I feel like the schedule has been nice for them. Mm. And I don't even mean like, oh, they're easy teams. No, these are the perfect teams you need to play to get in that playoffs. Because actually, I never went back to it. Seahawks have that spot in the seventh because they have the tiebreaker against Detroit. But if um, Green Bay beats Detroit, they'll have the tiebreaker against Detroit and they get the tiebreaker against Seahawks. Mm. So that's why they are currently, I mean, third for that seventh seed. But if they win, they get to jump both teams. So that's why that's all they got to do. Yeah. I, I, there's a, another element to this. And I don't know why it took them this long. Maybe it's because Aaron and Aaron wanted to throw the ball and Aaron was checking out a run plays, which I think I said two months ago maybe. But they figured out at the end of the year, it shouldn't have taken this long, that they need to be a heavy, heavy run first team. And they're finally starting to do that. They're finally starting to consistently feed Aaron Jones. Now, they still work in Dylan just a good amount, too. But they've force-fed it to Aaron Jones a little bit more, it seems like, over the stretch. Not when he was dealing with the shin injury, but when they first started the win streak and then when he was healthy yesterday. Um, 
I mean, uh, it was it was Cowherd, I think, in his opening thing uh, yesterday had a great stat where Matt Lafleur is twelve and zero when they run the ball more than fifty percent of the time. That's interesting. So Green Bay figured out our defense is not quite as good as we hoped it would be, and we don't have a large amount of talent and dependability at the wide receiver position. And maybe even Rodgers has lost a little bit, especially with the thumb injury too. It didn't help. We need to just buy in to the run game. It'll protect our defense. It will make sure that teams can't just key on the pass. So we're going to have one on more, more matchups down the field and it creates more big explosive plays in the past game. So it took them way longer than it should have. I felt like very early on, we were like, why is Aaron Jones not getting the ball enough? Like, like why is this happening? But they figured it out now, and I think they're a really dangerous team now in the playoffs. Like, super dangerous. Because the NFC is not that great. I mean, we when you look at the NFC, right, they all have problems. Like, significant problems. The Niners quarterback is someone named Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. The Eagles, which we'll get to, though, but they have their problems. They faltered here. Jalen Hurts has still never won a playoff game. He has an injured throwing shoulder and he might be rusty by the time they even play a game I don't know if he's playing week 18 or if he's not if he doesn't he would have not played football for like a month if especially if they have the number one seed so the Vikings they've been blown out like three times like that doesn't usually happen we know their defense isn't that good the Cowboys you can't trust the Cowboys in a big spot the Giants shouldn't be a playoff team like at all so yeah. I mean, there are serious big problems with everyone in the NFC. I kind of feel like Green Bay, now that they've figured out their identity, as long as they stick to that, they kind of can play with everybody here. I mean, I think they upset somebody here in the first round, whoever it is they play. Maybe. Well, do you think, because uh, you we talked about before, like we think Aaron Rodgers might be checking out of run plays and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Do you think... Because all this stuff, like with the with Aaron Jones' shin injury mm-hmm. and Watson suddenly clicking, mm-hmm. um, do you not think maybe that played a part? Because maybe. now Aaron Aaron Rodgers has a guy he can throw to now, and he's mm-hmm. loving it. Red zone, like Watson has like a touchdown in like like mm-hmm. four straight weeks. He had like six touchdowns in that span. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is now chill. He's not so upset. Mm-hmm. He's now just like. Cool, that's the play call. I'm, Maybe I'm gonna just I'm Maybe. gonna just run with the system now. Maybe because he is just you know more buying into what's going on. That might be, and that could totally be it. And it was really after the Tennessee Titans game on that Thursday night where this changed, and that game was the most notable where it was hard to just blame Lafleur or the wide receivers. I mean, Aaron missed on some kind of easy ones down the field, some of them in big spots too. And that's where the game that after that, it seemed like they just went 50% or more and and more often than not more than 50%. We're going to pound the heck out of the rock here. Mm. But yeah, it was after that Titan game. But right now, I mean, couldn't you talk yourself right now if Green Bay has the last seed, who are they playing? Uh, I think it's the Vikings or the Niners. Um, let me go back to the playoffs. Playoff structure. <laughs> Niners. That's tough. Now, I'd probably pick San Fran. But if you told me that Green Bay, that Brock Purdy in his very first playoff game yeah. does not play well and Aaron Rodgers makes a couple of just one or two big throws down the stretch and then a 
very quick because the clock is going to keep moving because these teams like to run the football. Low-scoring game. Rodgers makes a big play at the end, and Green Bay pulls it off. Like, I, I wouldn't be shocked. Sure. If, if they get the Vikings now in the playoffs, I think Green Bay's the better team now than Minnesota. But, like, isn't a 49ers in the playoffs? Like, that's Green Bay's. No, I know. It's usually their kryptonite. But yeah. usually Green Bay's the favored team. San Francisco <laughs> sure. would be favored by about a touchdown, I, I guess. feel like. All right. If yep. they played Green Bay and Green Bay had to be right. in San Francisco. If it's not at Lambeau. <laughs> yeah. When the tables turn. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But, yeah, I mean, the NFC is just so weak. There's something to be playing with house money, right? Yeah, When you exactly. got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Like, people thought after the Tennessee game that we, we weren't going to be here. I left them for dead and call on the fat lady. But do you, do you think – who do you think wins that game? Because Detroit got themselves back on track. Ah, uh, Green Bay. It's in Lambo, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. With the way Green Bay's humming right now, Aaron Rodgers' experience. Opposed, oh, yeah, they bumped it to as, Sunday night. As opposed to Jared Goff in a big spot. Like, I'm picking Green Bay. Yeah, they, it's on Sunday night. Yeah. All right. With that, we're going to take our final break before we finish up with some Eagles talk and do a victory lap on the Jags. <laughs> We never wavered. Whoa, 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 they still have to beat the Titans. I know, I know. They still have to. But we never wavered. Yes, we did. I know. I'm being <laughs> sarcastic. Tennessee, top five. Teams. It was literally four weeks later that we, that you said on, on this show, yeah, I don't know what we were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and then because we bailed, they went out and had a win streak after that. Yep. And, well, and then everything just the, – the, they went on the win streak the second we bailed. And then the second we're like, you know, Tennessee's a really good team. And everything just fell apart there. Yeah. Basically, we drink every we jinx every AFC South team. So Tennessee's gonna win by thirty. Well, yeah, on we call we <laughs> I think when Dan was on here and we all did our division picks, I think we all picked the Colts. Yeah, we did. And but then, most their season did. has been awful. But no one I've not seen a single pundit get on the Jags train to win that division as early as we did. I mean, we did that thing like <laughs> week three. Yeah. I think it was earlier than that. It might through. have been. But, I mean, I remember because the odds in Vegas were still like 400, like plus 400. No, I remember you said you did that bet, and I was like, oh, I kind of wish you told me because I would have gave you money. Yeah. And now you're, again, maybe well, then, wishing a little bit that you gave me the money. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back to finish up the show. Here at Slow Your Roll, getting ready to finish up the first episode of the new year. We're going to talk Eagles. We're going to talk Jags on our Tommy and Darwin, as always. Let's start with the Eagles. So, Philadelphia. Me and you, we've been skeptical about them most of the season. I started to come back and just be like, listen, the NFC's not that good. Jalen's getting better. Maybe they really are this damn good and the best team in the NFC. 
Now with Jalen Hurt, you've lost back-to-back weeks, including a New Orleans team that's not very good. The injuries are mounting for this Eagles team. Once it comes playoff time, like sometimes it's not always even the best teams that get to the Super Bowl or win in the playoffs. Sometimes it's just the healthiest teams. Eagles, we called them that Steelers team a couple of years ago that went like 13-0, and but we all yeah. said they weren't that good. And you could see the cracks forming at the end of the year. They lost a couple of games at the end of the year, including some bad ones. Philly, you're reminding me of that Steelers team a little bit. Now, they are far more talented than that Steelers team, and some of this is definitely because they've gotten the injuries at the wrong time. But, and they're in a weird catch-22, right? Where they have the injuries, so you'd think you'd want the number one seed so you'd have the bye week to rest up. However, if you have the bye week to rest up, unless Jalen Hurts plays week 18, Hurts would have not played football in like almost a month because he's missed the last two weeks. Yeah. Then he'll miss week 18, and then you have the bye week in the playoffs. So that's four weeks that Jalen Hurts hasn't played. That's a lot of rust to then go into a playoff game where you'll probably be favored for the first time in his career and he's never won a playoff game. Nick Sirianni's never won a playoff game either. There's some mad, there's some bad mojo going in here with the Eagles. I think there's a lot to be worried about going into the playoffs now with Philly. Mm. Um, the thing about that is Jalen Hurts, I think, has at least been practicing this week. Okay. So I think that could be a good sign. He will play week, um, mm-hmm. week 18, 27, whatever the hell. Maybe <laughs> um, and. You know, they they got the Giants this week. Like, I don't know what how, the Giants really have much to play for. I don't think they do. So, uh, you might still get that number one seed and have time for him to, mm-hmm. you know, and if he's ready this week, but like iffy this week, and you bench him, and you still get that buy, like you have that whole week to you know work work him. And I know that's not quite the same thing as game situations and stuff like that. But here's the thing. I mean, I think I think Eagles are losing the playoffs anyway. I know you think that. <laughs> like, come on. I know they're not that good. I know. I just don't think the NFC is that good. So, like, it's and hard for and me. They are a part of it, and so it's hard. They're part. They're part of the masquerade. So, <laughs> so it's hard for me to say they're not going to win. I mean, they Dallas beat them, but it was with Gardner Minshew. Uh, it came down to the end. I don't know. And, well. If the Giants do play, and maybe if Hurts doesn't, the Cowboys have the Commanders, so mm. they could still not even win the division. Yeah, true. And uh, what's exactly the standings? I feel like Jalen's got to play Week 18, though. And even if you want to be really quick with the hook, too, and be like, even if we're if we're up halfway through the third quarter, even if it's only up like two touchdowns. I could see pulling him, but he has got to just play some series just because he's got to get the rust off. Maybe. The idea that you could have your quarterback not play for a month and then have to go play in a playoff game, like, that is tough. Well, there was that report that Jimmy G might be able to come back late playoffs. Yes. Would you do that? Nope. I'd play Brock Purdy. At this point, I'd stick with Brock. Like what Bill did with Tom. Yeah. No, yeah, 100% I do that. So, but Eagles, who are they going to lose to in the playoffs, you think? Uh, anybody. 
Oh, oh. come on. <laughs> anybody? The Vikings? You're right. <laughs> the Vikings will lose to anybody. <laughs> I, I think they'll lose to the Niners. I think they could lose to the Cowboys. And I think I could see Green Bay even beating them, too. You know what this playoff reminds me of? What? At least on the NFC side. Mm-hmm. Uh, the NHL playoffs last year, when I made my little bracket thing and I just looked at every team, I'm like, you're not going to, you can't win. You don't win. You don't win. You don't win. Yeah. That's just what I'm looking at here. Yeah. I know there's, there's Tom in Tampa, but like. No. They are they are bad. That nah. is not a good football no. team. No, that's the thing. Like, I know nah. Tom usually overcomes, but it's not a good football that's team. That's the only winner. And, it, and like Tom doesn't even care about winning this year. Yeah, he just doesn't want to be there anymore. Yeah. He's just like, thanks for the division win. I know what McCarthy and Dallas usually do in playoffs, especially favored. I think Dallas stomps them out if they play them. But I think I, the I, speed should... and athleticism of the Cowboys defense against Brady now and a Tom that is kind of, after this much time, just so fed up too in Tampa, man. Dude, I think it'd be a little bit more like the Titans-Pats game. I, listen, I've said Dallas could be one and done, mm-hmm. but like if if Dallas and the Eagles meet in the playoffs, like who do I pick? I don't know. They're both gonna like they're both gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I agree. I, yeah, the NFC is just like it's a lot of this is they're they losers. All, they all have major problems. You know, what I'm rooting for who Detroit. Oh yeah, me that'll too. be so fun. I'm rooting for the Commanders a little bit too. They're eliminated. Oh, yeah, that's right. They are a little late if they had made it. But I don't know. Eh, whatever. All right. Moving on. The Jags. <laughs> America's team. I don't know about America's team, but slow your rolls team. The Jacksonville Jaguars. You ruined it. You're going to lose. <laughs> I know. I'm going to make that joke, so don't worry. But we said, I think it was week three. We said, the Jaguars are winning this division. Put your money on it. I think it was plus four. 425 at that point that we set it on the show at Vegas. I put my own money on it. And then they lost like four games in a row not long after. Went on that terrible losing streak. You know, we never wavered, Jesse. We never wavered on that. Uh-huh, yeah. We, we, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we knew Jacksonville would win this division. 100%. We're like, it's only a matter of time. The Titans are going to fall apart, you know, at Hannahill. Uh. You bet on it. <laughs> I bet on it. I put my own money on it. So Doug Peterson, Jacksonville Jaguars, the AFC South champions. We've I think we were the first pundits I've ever seen here in any media that I watch, and I do consume a good amount of it during the NFL season, that was ever on the Jags train as early as us. I'm feeling vindicated, but because of the way the AFC South goes, the minute we said the Jags are good, they lost. The minute we said the Titans are good, they lost. <laughs> They're going to lose by 30 now against Tennessee, and I'm going to lose my money, even though I was on the right side. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the right side of history. But Doug Peterson deserves a ton of credit. I don't know why he was out of football. For that amount of time, I know it was a clunky, weird ending in Philly, but I was like, this guy won a Super Bowl. I thought he was the best hire for the Jags. A guy, a proven coach that you knew could come in and and not be a disaster after the disaster that Urban was. You just needed a proven NFL head coach, an offensive one to get Lawrence where he needed to be, and they have clicked wonderfully. Lawrence looks like a top 10 quarterback in this league now. Peterson has done a great job. A franchise-saving job. Oh, I mean, I will give him credit. Mm-hmm. He's, he's took a, what would we describe the Jaguars as last year with Urban and all know. that drama? I don't know what we described them as, but. 
uh, an Oscar-winning performance. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, as how dramatic it was. Yes. But, so I'll give him credit. To take that and to take a lot of the same personnel, uh, mm-hmm. at least on the field, and, you know, get them to buy in in their second year. Now, I'm sure Trevor Lawrence was not like, my career's over. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. But, you know, some of the other guys, the lesser guys, that still had to put up with getting kicked by Urban Meyer or whatever, and now, like, are on a irrelevant franchise. Those guys, mm-hmm. who could easily have just thrown in the towel. I'll give him credit for that. But I, I've said this. I, I think he's that guy that comes into a broken franchise, patches things up, but then people get sick of him. Mm. We're winning now. Shut up. You're not Bill. But I will give him credit. I still think Brian is right. He's a boob. Oh, my gosh. I think that's a great way to describe him. <laughs> but, like, here's the thing about boobs. Men like boobs. <laughs> so they'll buy in for a little bit, but then they'll get bored and look for another pair of breasts. Okay. <laughs> and that's Doug Peterson. <laughs> He'll get saggy. But this is, can we, can we acknowledge though that this is a franchise saving job? Because you took Trevor Lawrence, number one overall. And it was bad last year, right? And he is a high end talent. So maybe, maybe no matter what, it would have worked eventually. I don't know. But the, the franchise changes now. I mean, you, you have a, what looks like a top 10 quarterback set for a long time on a rookie deal that you can now surround with talent here the last next couple of off seasons, right? Like, when guys, when people whiff on a quarterback, we see how far back it sets the franchise. He didn't change the Khan family owning it, though. That's true. And who's the GM? Do we know at all? I forget who the GM is. So they're, you know, he saved the product on the field. And he saved. You don't think now that Jacksonville for the next three years is at least viable? It depends. I know. Because they made the AFC Championship game. And then we're dog shit. That's true, but it's a division that's clearly <laughs> With the same players. But it's a it's a bad division. I mean, the Colts are a mess. How long do we the think Titans, Tennessee will be bad? Until they get a quarterback and Tyner. I, I I mean, I had we had this conversation in the group chat with Brian when they talked about you know can they move on? I don't think Aaron's leaving Green Bay now because they made the playoffs and seem to have gotten things back together. And he's got a weapon in Watson and Romeo Dobbs, so they can get better. And Tannehill's a thirty million dollar cap hit. So unless you trade Derrick Henry, they just don't have the room. But that's only for one more year, I think. Yeah, but you can't. But there's nothing you can do about it. If you cut him, it's still a it's a dead cap hit of thirty million dollars. And, and they have a they have a guy who they want to be their next quarterback. He's still young. So. I it kind of looks like he wouldn't even be ready by next year. I mean, they they benched him for Josh Dobbs. Oh, I'm not saying next year. Okay, but I don't once know. Once you move I on, because like we like their coach. Yes, and part of their problem is their defense got banged up, too. Maybe they'll bring in a great GM. Maybe. Their defense got banged up, too, so that's the problem. I I, I just think Tennessee, at <laughs> least another year, is in the same position because they're not going to get good enough wouldn't to finally you, elevate Tannehill. Wouldn't you want them to move on from Henry soon? Yes. No, I, I would completely look to trade Henry this offseason. This offseason? Yes. Wow. Because then maybe, maybe... I could actually go get a different quarterback if I want one. I guess. But you will suck next year. You will suck hard. I don't think they will. As long as the defense who, gets healthy again. Who on that offense exists? I, I mean, mean, there's Burke, but he can't seem to stay healthy. No, I know. But you look to draft some guys. I mean, you'll get picks for Henry. I guess. So you, you go, you draft 
probably a wide receiver. So you'd have to do this before the draft. Yes, you would have to do it before the draft. 100% you'd have to do it before the draft. current picks. Yeah, exactly. So free up money in case you want to go after the guys that's going to be on the market, whether it's Jimmy G, whether it's Derek Carr. I'd rather Derek Carr than Jimmy G, especially with the injuries. If there's somebody else on the market, I don't know, maybe Geno Smith hits the open market. James will be cheaper. Oh, come on. Geno Smith's not in the, hitting the open market. Pete Carroll loves him. Uh, well, maybe not. We'll see. And who are they going to go after? They don't have the great pick to get a guy. That's true. That is true. Unless the Raiders. No, they're good everywhere. But, well, the problem is, like, if you know the Raiders have to move Carr at this point, then, like, you can't ask for the same price. Because team's going to be like, you can't bring him back. He's not going to come back. No, I know. Because that yeah. was the, like the Jimmy G problem of like. Yeah, like, exactly. You, I like, mean, like you, Carr. You, we know you really want to move him. Like so. like Carr would demand at least one first round pick, if not more than that. Baker and Cleveland. But now, considering the way that it's gone south, maybe the Raiders have lost most of their leverage. So maybe you can't. I don't know. But that's where we think on that. Jags. Like I said, we've jinxed it now, so they'll <laughs> lose to the Titans by 30. But whatever. With that, we're getting ready to finish this off. Jesse yeah. Caulfield, Tommy report. I don't know what you're doing for the Tommy, but let's talk about places that he could play next year and what we think makes the most sense also. Oh, I didn't have much. I was going to say, hey, they, he won <laughs> his 19th division title in they, his career. They finally beat Carolina this time. Yes. In that second chance. <laughs> uh, mostly... Kind of one of those little comebacks again. Yes, but they did put up 30 points, which they have not been doing. Yes, yes. But like they gave up, what was it, 20-something points? Yeah, and Darnold. To, to Darnold and yeah. DJ Moore. Ah, did you put him on your bench too? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, There's someone else on my bench that went off too. I forget. Yeah. Anyway. But uh, next year. I mean, everyone seems to say the Raiders. I know, but why? Play with Josh. It's still a terrible defense. Sin City. He's a single man. It's an average at best offensive line, and Brady at this point needs a good old line. I mean, he just cannot move at all. And he's brittle. And, I mean, they right, have right. Devontae Adams. You fix that. But and Waller and Renfro have been getting hurt. Yeah. The offensive weaponry is good, but the defense is still awful, and that old line is not great. It's like Danny Amendola and Gronk. Yeah, I think Miami. They get hurt. I think Miami makes more sense for Tom. I guess you'd only have to just move further south. Exactly. <laughs> or San Francisco. I don't know. Well, I don't know if the Niners want to. Though. San Francisco makes place makes sense for him personally. Well, no, football wise, it does too. That's the best roster. I guess, but like you know, that's his family's. Familiar. I think him and Kyle Shanahan would see eye to eye a lot. But like, I don't think. I don't think San Fran will do that. I don't think they will at this point either, unless Brock Purdy is just awful in this playoffs. And they're like, uh, that ain't it. I guess. But They seem to love him too. Now. I know. But I think, to me, it's San Francisco, Miami, and then the Raiders third. The Jets make a bit of sense too. I don't know if he'd do he it. No, he can't. I don't, uh, listen, I would cry if I ever had to see Tom Brady in a Jets uniform, and I would probably refuse to watch those games thing, with the Patriots. I don't think Tom would want to go there. I don't think so either. Because one of the reasons he talked about like he didn't like New England mm-hmm. was the weather. Yes. But, and, but, you know, was it him or was it Giselle? Listen, I'm sure he'd rather be a warm human being. True. <laughs> He's from California, so. But hey, he went to school at Michigan. 
I guess that's true. I don't know. I think I think I think that's about that was about eighty percent Giselle. And I think he was a great cold weather quarterback. Mm-hmm. But like, I you know, we'd rather just being cold is uncomfortable. No, it is. It does suck. Trust me. I'd rather. What would you rather have? A, he, a sunburn mm-hmm. or frostbite? A sunburn. A sunburn. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So. Say frost nip, frost bite. That's like a serious medical thing. Uh, sure. Yeah. Or yeah, you know what? How about this? What would you rather do? Get a frostbite? Or get a frostbite. Get a sunburn mm-hmm. for like two, three days. Mm-hmm. Get all the the sun, the skin starts dying and coming off. Or would you rather stand out in the cold for three to four hours? Sunburn. <laughs> okay. I, I hate the cold. I they, I am the biggest. There you go. Yeah. And you get a you get a. A 15-minute break to go stand in the warm. Yeah, in, no. Halfway in between. I, I know you're talking about your job. No. <laughs> I'm talking about football with the ha- with the 15-minute break in between. Oh, yeah, that's too. That's too. No, um, no, no. My job is more than four hours. That's true. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think Miami, I mean, I think San Francisco, Miami, Raiders, Jets, four. Now, likelihood that he goes at this point, Miami maybe is more than San Francisco, but... Here's we'll another see. reason why I'll go to Vegas because mm-hmm. Dana White will be like, "Come to Vegas, I need new friends." You think he wants to play in division with Mahomes twice a year? I think yeah. Okay, bro, he loves. So, so you cannot win the division and Yo, you have to be a wild card team. Thing, he loved playing Mahomes. I think he likes those. That was games. with a defensive-minded coach like Bill, though. Like that Raider. Listen, if it doesn't work that out, Raider defense. Listen. If it doesn't work out in Oakland, I'm sure he'll get sick of it so fast. Yeah. <laughs> but I think he loves those games. Maybe. I uh, bet he loved playing Peyton Manning. Probably. All right. Let's get ready. Let's wrap it up. It'll be a quick one. Hold on. Let me get a... Are you going to get you gonna get your notes together for this? Well, I just want the name up. Oh, okay. Okay. You ready? No. You're I'm, announcing it, so... Well, I I'm figured you want me to also get the camera out, though. I'm st- I'm trying to solve as worst as... Oh, you don't, no, no. You don't have to videotape this one if you don't want. You, you don't think this is a pretty good one? Yeah, it's pretty good. Go for it. Okay. That's, right. what, that's what I figured. All right. Ready? <clears throat> All right. Let's... Drum roll, please. Right. This week's Darwin Award winner is Miles Austin. Who the hell's that? Well, he's still the wide receiver coach for the New York Jets. And this is, I guess, emphasis how... on still yes. for now. This came out right before Christmas. This is a little old. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's still pretty bad. We told you that time in between is not real. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's still one week. It was before Christmas, so this exists. This yeah. actually happened in the timeline. Yeah. He was betting. Not on football, mm-hmm. but he was betting. And when you're a coach in the NFL, the rule is you cannot gamble on sports. Period. Any sport. It doesn't matter. Baseball, football, hockey, Olympic sports. Your child's gymnastic team. Although I'm sure you can get away with that. But why are you betting on children, you weirdo? Um <laughs> He's not actually betting on children. Uh, they do. They do bet on high school kids in the South. Maybe. <laughs> no, I know it. But he's not in the South. <laughs> Maybe he's from there. I don't know. But he's he's still an idiot because it's there, black and white. Like I I went and like, all right, they're saying this. What's the rule? I don't have it in front of me. But it says like you cannot do this. He knows you can't do this. And if you got a gambling problem, man, there's casinos in New York. There's casinos in Connecticut. That's where all the the the. Massachusetts people used to go. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why they still go, because we don't go to Everett. Um, just go gamble there. But maybe he doesn't play cards. Maybe he doesn't like to bet. It doesn't matter. Just get the, get, 
if it's that bad, actually, if it's that bad, go, go talk to somebody. Yeah, yeah. You go go to rehab or something. Yeah, because you just have to bet. But you have a job in the NFL, and you want to jeopardize that just to play some parlays. Yeah. On some other sports. Yeah. Like, those aren't so even, stupid. Yeah, those like, aren't even listen, it's you not, bet. It's not nearly in the same stratosphere as Calvin Ridley's, but it's still really stupid. Yeah, because it's still, you know the rule. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. Like, to, to think you're going to get away with this. You know, maybe this is happens a lot, and that's why. Mm. And he's just not being a rat, which, in case, good for you, bro. Good for you. 100%. Props to you. If that's true, you're not the Darwin. But we don't know, so you are. Yeah. Um, Because there's always those, like, oh, how do these criminals are thinking? There's many that do, mm-hmm. and that's the ones you just never hear about. Mm. So... I'm sure there's other guys out there, mm-hmm. and maybe that's why he thought I can he can get away with this. But like, it's the, the you're risk, the idiot. Yeah, risk reward here is just very out of whack. You know, I don't gamble. I do. I and, and if you gave me a job in the NFL, I would never gamble ever again. Well, that's the thing. Like, I can't see myself once I have because like part of the thing about gambling, when in the very little I've ever done it, very low stakes stuff like that, fantasy. It's like, oh, hey, I like this little cash reward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, if I have money, why would I ever care about that? Mm. I don't really have a thrill in it. You know, maybe that's part of the reason, or part of that reason is because I don't do any of the big bets. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they get, I'm sure the people that put down big money, mm-hmm. I'm sure they get a different sort of anxiety and thrill out of watching sports than I do. Mm-hmm. I don't, but I just don't see the glam and. No, I know. Whatever I mean, it's fun, but like I said, as much as a better I am, if I oh. had a job in the NFL, I would never bet again. I'm not saying if you're a gambler, you're a degenerate. I'm, yeah. saying, I'm saying personally, I don't get it, especially at the level he's at. No, I know. That's my point, too. But I'm saying it as someone who does do it and enjoys it and has fun and trying to figure it out and stuff. Give me an NFL job. I will never lay another <laughs> bet again. Like, <laughs> You don't think you go to the casino? No. No, you, you wouldn't even like ah, like just I'm gonna have fun at the casino. Yeah, again, it could be low stakes, but well, like, but not on sports though. No, that's what I mean. You just oh, go yeah, to the but... casino, you gamble there. Okay, I'm pretty sure they can't even do horse racing. I don't think they can. That would yeah. suck. I know. Actually, why does that suck to me? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Anyway, though, Miles Austin, this week's Darwin Award winner. Yeah, congrats. All right, see you in a year. This has been the New Year's episode of Slow Your Roll. Playoff stuff will all be pretty much locked up by the time we do this show again. I don't know what the Monday Night Football game is next week. I don't think there it, is none. Oh yeah, there isn't none. So it will all be locked up, so we can talk playoffs well, for, the, for the big games here, though. Well, this there, coming up, there's one game we don't know when it's even going to be played. Yeah, so well, maybe uh, everything won't be locked up. Well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know what's going to happen. We didn't even talk about that. We did a little bit after rapid fire news. That's true. That's true. What do you think the NFL is going to do, real quick? Um. I'm sure they'll make a mistake some way. Do you think they're just going to say the game's a tie? If you're not going to play the game or make up the game at all, that's probably the best thing I've heard. I just don't know how Cincy will feel about that. I don't know. But For the Bills, I get it. You're just going to trounce on the Bills, uh, Patriots next week. Yes, I know, because Cincy, it would be nice for them. They'd have a chance still at the second seed. Yeah. Because they're and one game behind Buffalo. Maybe even the first. I mean, if, Buffalo if, has a chance at the first seed technically, too. Yes. Because if no, they loses this week. Well, that's the thing. If let's just say the Bills won, they'd be tied. Mm-hmm. And but if Cincy won, now Cincy's one game behind KC. Now I don't know if they still can catch based on 
um, tiebreakers because those are really wacky. Um, but like, if not, and you still have a chance to catch them, I'm mm. sure Casey will be pissed. I'm sure. Especially, also, especially if Casey ends up losing. I'm also 18. sure the NFL will not make any decisions on this until we know the final news on Hamlin, who is still in critical condition right now, as the last time I looked this morning. Yes, but I've heard he's like his heart is moving. Okay, so and he's a little bit. Well, more out I've of the heard they also like they put him to sleep to insert a breathing tube. Yes, I saw. It. I did see that. All right. Anyway, so thoughts and prayers with Demar Hamlin, though. It'll be interesting to see how the NFL is going to do this situation. We're both taking Green Bay in that uh, Detroit Green Bay winner. Probably looks like they're getting in game. So who's going to get the seventh seed in the AFC? Because now that Bills definitely, I mean, well, I guess it depends on when they make up this game. If they make up this game, mm-hmm. like, I don't think the Pats are. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, we're, we're screwed. Uh, yeah, and we're not beating Buffalo. That's okay. I don't need to see this. Team that's in, okay. I don't need to see this team in the playoffs, and I don't want Bill to be able to say, "I don't have to change anything. We made the playoffs." I guess. Yeah, that's my opinion. All right, that has been it for slow your roll this week. Have a great rest of your week. Ladies and gentlemen.